Sheikh, you know, you've been speaking on the past few weeks on the aspect of Toba. And, uh, you know, uh, what I just wanted to find out from you, Sheikh, is in the, in the, in, in the aspect of Tazkiyah, when you come to discussions, then you're not going to be expecting people to be committing major sins. But I remember you speaking about Zina last week. Uh, in Allah, Taqrabu Zina, don't even go in the vicinity of Zina. What do you have for our listeners in that particular aspect? Because, you know, we are in the path of Tazkiyah, and we shouldn't be even committing major sins, not even thinking about them. Uh, uh, you know, if you can just give us a little bit of a guideline on that. Well, Malana, the reality is, is that the sin of zina is one of the most prevalent and predominant sins in a human being. And this is perhaps in our day and age in which we live in a society which has left the teachings of the Quran and Sunnah pertaining to gender interaction, and we live in a society in many, for example, you all in South Africa live in a society that may be governed by non-Muslims in which there are many men and women who do not observe the Islamic dress. So what's happened is, is that this has led to an over-amplified feeling of lustful desire in the part of a Muslim. Therefore, even that Muslim who is trying to come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is regular in their faraz, their ibadat, even is making zikr, even has a teacher or a sheikh, that person is still going to be assaulted by thoughts of zina, by desires to do zina. And also many of us come to this path of tazkiyah, having previously maybe perhaps lived a life of sin, and so those memories are still there, that history is still there. And that is why I think that actually it's very important that we be very honest and acknowledge the fact that in no way uh, are we anywhere above that and beyond that. And in fact, I found working with young people, uh, young men and women, that that is the number one uh, obstacle that they have in drawing themselves closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so the meaning of toba in this particular case really means to make a paradigm shift away from anything and everything that can incite us to that sin. And that's why, you remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the purity of thought and the purity of mind and the purity of heart. And that is critical, and that's really the fault for the Sharia, which is to nip the evil in the butt. And as long as we can save ourselves from thinking bad thoughts, we will, inshallah, be saved from acting on them. But what happens is precisely this is the predicament or the illness that afflicts a person on the path of zikr and ibadat, is that they're saved from actually doing that sin, right? But it's almost like, in the same phenomenon I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago, that when a person is really good on a diet, then they think that they can splurge, and they allow themselves to cheat on that diet. Just like that, sometimes we overestimate the benefit of staying away from the action, and we allow ourselves to cheat and indulge in the thoughts. And that is what we should realize is that for a person of Tazkiyah or striving for their Tazkiyah, purity of thought and purity of heart are as critical as purity of action and purity of limbs. And therefore we should just view thoughts of zina as tantamount, uh, an evil as tantamount to zina itself. Every Muslim, salik or non-salik, must always be wary, must always be on guard, Right? And this is exactly what I'm saying. We should never think that, okay, due to our ibadah or due to zikr, I can think about it and it will only remain at the level of thought and will never translate into action. We shouldn't think like that. That's 
very dangerous and maybe even a bit either delusional or even kind of an arrogant way of thinking. And we should be even more fearful. Uh, and I, so I would say the Salik should be doubly wary, triply wary, and doubly and triply fearful.